Well, hello, everybody. This is Single Life with Dr. G, dating over 40. And here I am. It has been a minute, but I am here to help you stay sane in this crazy, crazy world of dating. You know, we have been doing this now for a couple of years. We have put a lot of information out there. And I'm thinking that we helping somebody. Are we helping you? Because when I keep looking and keep hearing all the information that I hear, I have to wonder what I really want you to do when you hear these podcasts is to share it, share it with your friends, share it with your family. Everybody needs a little help in this dating world. As you know, I am Dr. G, the emotional wellness doctor, and I help people stay sane in a crazy world. But I even help those in this dating world. If you need some extra help, please go to my website, drgladney.com, and just click on the help button. It's an actual help button there. And I can help you. Say, Dr. G, I need some help. I need some help in this relationship place of life. I need help in the dating world. I need to heal from some past hurts. I need some direction on where to go. I'm tired of being alone or I'm tired of making the same mistakes. Whatever it is, I am here to help you stay sane in this crazy, crazy world. Now, I'm always excited. I always want to tell you how much we grow. We grow so much each and every time that we do another podcast. Now, get ready, get ready, here we come. We are in 81 countries and 2,316 cities. Now that's a lot. So you know what? We're everywhere and we're continuing to grow and grow and grow. Thank you all for your support and the dedication throughout these couple of years. We still haven't talked about half the topics that need to be talked about. So, you know, I'm always going to bring you a wonderful topic. And this time, this episode, we are talking about something that is so important and so dear to my heart. Women, this one is for you. It is called Women Uniting to Change the Dating Game. Yes, that's right. Women, it's a call for us to unite. Oh, yes, we're going to get into this. We are going to get into this after I tell you about the segments. Did you know? Then we're going to have our candid conversations. And then we're going to have, we may have a crazy dating story because I've been out on a few dates. I may have some stories that y'all haven't heard. (laughs) And then we're going to wrap it up with a challenge of the week. In talking about uniting, what is keeping us apart? Well, you know, you look at it and you think it's a simple word called competition, which then breeds some other things. And we'll talk about that. But competition is a rivalry where two or more parties strive for a common goal, which cannot be shared. Now, as I read you this definition, I want it to sink in. You're striving for a common goal, which cannot be shared, where one's gain is another's loss. Competition can arise between entities such as organisms, individuals, 
economic and social groups, etc. The rivalry can be over attainment of any one exclusive goal, including recognition, leadership, market share, niches, and scarce resources or a territory. That's a lot. I bet you all didn't know the definition of competition. But you know what? We see it out there all the time. And I bought in none other, somebody who's not a stranger to Single Life with Dr. G. I bought in the infamous Tamra Bond, Tam Bond, to talk with us about this. So welcome again. It's been a minute. Thank you. Yes, it has. But I'm so excited to be back once again. Okay. You want to tell everybody in case they missed the other episodes that you want a little bit about who you are? Absolutely. So Tamara Bond is my name. I am an individual who has a strong passion for helping women to develop and to progress and be successful, whether it's in their personal lives or their professional lives. So I have a group called the Corporate Girl Network, where it's a group of women that come together to help pour into each other, motivate each other, encourage each other, and just push each other when we need it. So that is my passion. That is what I do. And I love every minute of it. See, we couldn't have a better person because you are passionate about helping women. And I am too. And I tell you what, Tam, this subject itself has been something that has been quite disturbing to me. And as I think about it, and women being in competition, where do you believe that all starts? Because it has to start somewhere. And I know the men said, yes, y'all are in competition. Women need to understand that. But where do you believe this all came from? I think without a doubt, it comes from childhood. I think, you know, we were raised and groomed to be in competition with each other. Now, of course, you know, our parents and others didn't directly say, you know, that you're in competition with her or you need to beat her at this. You know, they weren't that direct in it, at least Mm -hmm. not most of them. You might have some parents (laughs) that do do that, but in indirect ways, they put girls in competition with each other as children. I have stories that I could tell. I'm not sure how, if you want me to go into some stories, but I think it all starts in childhood. Yes, absolutely. So you think that the parents, because I'm sitting here thinking in my childhood, my mother, you know, it was three girls. And so she was trying not to have us in competition because as siblings, Mm -hmm. you're going to be in competition with each other. But, you know, as I think about it growing up, people would always say, well, which one is the cutest one? And they would Mm -hmm. always say, and people do that. I have three girls and people do that to me with my girls. Mm -hmm. And they'll say, oh, I believe this one is the prettiest or that one is the prettiest. So they all are pretty. It's like, why? What is that about? That's horrible. That's, That's horrible. Even today, I'm not sure if some of these TV shows still come on, but I think of the competition TV shows where you have, what is it, like the the cheer moms? Yes. And you have those Me cheer moms, moms. Yes. yes, that are putting their daughters against other girls and convincing them to be the best that they can be, not for themselves, but so that they can beat 
you know, the other team or beat these other girls. And that's where it all starts, because as girls, we're not mature enough to know or to leave that behavior in childhood. So as we grow into, you know, young adults and grown women, 40, 50, 60 year old women, we still have these behaviors where we think that going through life, what we do, what we say, everything about us has to be in competition with another woman. And it's, it's really sad. And, you know, as you say that, you know, that is so true because, and we kind of talked earlier about how the boys are really groomed to be in competition athletically mm-hmm. and on the field. And, and it's their strength, it's their muscles, it's all of that. And it's how uh, talented they are mm-hmm. in sports. Yes. Because that competition seems to be okay and you get paid for it and it's great. Yeah. For the girls, it is always about the look. Mm-hmm. And how you look and how you are and the pitting of each other against each other. I mean, you know, if you stop and think about it, Tam, think about the beauty industry, the beauty mm-hmm. pageants. Yes. Now, and I know people that have won beauty pageants, and I'm not saying everything about it is wrong or what you're learning. But what we are learning is we're pitting beauty against beauty. Yes. And these girls, and I remember the TV show when it was showing, they, these girls start at three and four and five. Mm-hmm. And they're programming them with all this makeup, all of the stuff. Your dress has to be prettier than this and that. And you have all this competition. So, of course, the definition, remember, it says is someone's loss and somebody else's gain. Yeah. So somebody's going to be a loser. In mm-hmm. the game of competition that we do with pitting other women, girls, and now women, mm-hmm. with other women. Yeah. And it's, and you know, there's no boundaries. And so what I mean by that is, you know, I just remember myself as a, a young girl in the church. I'm not going to name the, you know, this particular church group. (laughs) But but there's one, you know, faction in the church where there is what's called a Queen's Review. And so what happens is, you know, during annual meetings, every church would bring their young lady whom they have groomed as it relates to public speaking, making sure that she has her posture correct and making sure that her attire is nice and appropriate and church-like. And they would, you know, like I said, indirectly put us in competition with each other because there was a very clear winner in these queen reviews. And I mean, I I like to say that I actually won my competition, but- um, (laughs) put that in there, girl. You're right. I got to put that in there. I won. But, you know, at the time, I'm sure I didn't look at that as something negative. But now here as an adult, looking back and just kind of thinking about it and thinking about women and competition and where it starts, those are the kinds of things that I think are, are the early igniters 
to us being in competition. Because like I said earlier, we tend to carry those behaviors into adulthood and it just shows up differently. You know, it it looks different. We call it different things, but it's all still competition. And sadly, you have some individuals that really take that competition to a whole different level. And you might get into some name calling, some hair pulling, you know, and some really knockdown drag outs because you're really trying to take down that other woman just to boost yourself. Yeah. Well, you know, it is it is really sad because if you think about it, you're talking about, you know, being taught growing up. And I can remember being probably in the second grade or third grade or something little, but that you're seven or eight years old and the girls at school not liking me. It started very young. Mm-hmm. And the thing was always, you think you're cute. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if you think about that, I'm sure that happened to you too. Yes. And you think about that. Where does that come from? You think you're cute. And they're mad at you because you're cute (laughs) and you're going. And I didn't get the concept. And my mother told me, I was like, but they don't like me. They're not playing with me. They said, you know, and she tried to explain to my young self that Mm -hmm. some people are just not going to like you because they don't like the way that you look. Now, as a mother trying to say, she don't want to say, well, you're cute and maybe they're not, you know, so she's trying to help you to decipher and you can't and your mind is going, well, what did I do? So that that does damage. Yes. The one way or the other, because either you want to make yourself less cute to fit in or you're going to get this. Okay, well, I must be cute and you're not. So it, it just does damage and it continues on. As we grow up and then we enter the world of dating. Yes. <laughs> yes. And all of this baggage, all of this stuff that we've had from elementary, middle school, high school, college, it's just more mature people mm-hmm. doing it in more mature ways. Yes. I think, like you said, we're too grown for somebody to come up and say, you think you're cute. <laughs> <laughs> right. But how people respond and how women react to each other. And then it doesn't help when men are saying Mm -hmm. that you're in competition with each other. Now, every man that I've had on the podcast, they always say we are in competition with each other. So as women, I want us to talk about that. Do you believe you're in competition with other women? Me personally? No, I do not. Yeah. Now that's not to say that other women don't see me as a threat or feel, you know, feel like they need to compete with me, especially not for no man, from my <laughs> perspective. <laughs> Look, I, I, in my mind, um, that man is going to choose based on what he wants and what he desires. Right. So I don't need to be in competition with the next woman because if he wants me, he's going to choose me. If he wants her, He's going to choose her. And that's what it is. I think because of what I endured at a young age in terms of, you know, how you were talking about, you know, you're in school and, oh, she thinks she's cute. She thinks she's that. At that mm-hmm. time, I like you, I cared. And it was mm-hmm. like, oh, why don't they like me? I want to be, you know, accepted. I want to be a part of the group. But as I got older, um, thank God. 
I recognized and realized that I don't need the acceptance of other people. If if there are women who don't like me for one reason or another, that's okay. Right. And I'm okay with that, but I don't give it back to them. And I think that's what, you know, some women, I'm not going to say all, but that's what some women do is that how we respond to how someone treats us, yes. you know, that can mean the difference between squashing it right there or continuing the this comp, this competitive path. And right. for me, I'm going to squash it right there because I don't have the time or the energy to continue down some competitive path with some woman over over whether it's a man. Oh, a man. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm not going to do it. Well, what I have found in my work and everything that I do with so many people is really unfortunate because this breeds this seed of insecurity that grows into this big plant and tree. And it makes women feel insecure about their faces, their bodies, their nose, their every body part of a woman can be slandered in some way by her, by her own thinking. Yeah. So women are constantly critiquing themselves and nothing about us is good enough. Our skin, everything, of course, social media has blown this to the hilt and Mm -hmm. all of these filters has blown everything out of the water. Mm -hmm. And unless we are perfect, Mm -hmm. that means our skin is perfect, is smooth. Mm -hmm. Your nose has to be a certain kind of nose. Now your lips, at first the lips weren't good enough when they were too big. Now everybody wants big lips. (laughs) And, (laughs) And then we could go down. Your breast has to be a certain size. It can't be this, can't be too little. It needs to be this. And we got to show all of that. And now we get the butt injections. Mm-hmm. We got our little tiny way. It's insane. Your thighs have to look a certain way. Your calves need to look. I'm like, okay, now if you're going to be in competition, you're never going to win. Because right. first of all, the people that have all the money can get a body sculpted like they want to get it sculpted. <laughs> yeah. And if you don't have money, you can't do that. And then there's always going to be somebody that is going to be prettier, that's going to, their hair is gorgeous, whatever. Now, the, the good thing is that we can get hair. The hair that we didn't have when we were younger, and especially all of our audiences everywhere, uh, but especially and little black girls, when I was growing up, our hair was like stuck to our head because the grease that was put on there. <laughs> so we couldn't swing our hair. Our hair wasn't growing long. I don't know for whatever reason, maybe because we had a hot comb that we had. But now we can get hair and we could feel that whole hair thing. We can mm-hmm. do a lot to ourselves, but it's still not good enough. And one woman will see one woman do that. Now this trend picks up and now everybody has to look like. So I've heard guys say that all women starting to look the same. They all oh, have wow. the same. They, they, they all have the same long hair. They all have the same eyelashes. Their makeup is all the same. All the women are looking the same. But yet still, we don't like each other. The women are still mad at each other because, oh, OK, she's cute. They're not saying that you think you're something. It's just the looks now and the energy. 
And I'm trying to smile at everybody. And Tam, I have women that don't even smile at me. They just look at me. Like, Mm -hmm. it's almost like, why are you smiling at me? Mm -hmm. (laughs) I'm thinking, okay, women, can't we, we could change the face of the dating game. If we understood how to love ourselves and be secure with who we are, it's like you said earlier, if that man is going to choose you, he's going to choose you. What's for you is for you. And what's for me is for me. The kind of man that I need is not the same kind of man that you need. We're not the same people. And so that's not to say that to say a man can't be drawn to different types of women, but I'm just saying the stuff that women focus on is just destroying us. I don't yeah. know. I page, I know. <laughs> no, no, but you're you're spot on because it is destroying us. And you would hope that as we mature, that we would learn that you know these behaviors. These, these competitive things that we have amongst each other, that it, it's not necessary. No. It's not necessary. It's immature. Yes. And I think you really hit on it when you talked about the self-love piece. Yes. Because when you, when you truly love yourself and you are accepting of every aspect of you from the top of your head to the bottom of your feet, what's going on with the next woman that has nothing to do with you. Absolutely. I love and you it. and you don't care. It doesn't consume for me. It does not consume my thoughts in terms of what Jill down the street is doing, what Tasha across town, what she's doing. That does not consume my thoughts because that has nothing to do with me mm-hmm. at all. And <laughs> I would hope, again, that as adults, that more of us would really stop and think about that and think about the amount of time and energy wasted wasted on stuff that has nothing to do with you. And still is not going to determine your man. Exactly. I want so badly to get across to women that we're talking about 40 and over that these men don't care how long your eyelashes are. That's not what they're focusing on. And people will say, but yeah, they don't, but they pick the girls who have long eyelashes. Half the time, they can't tell if you have on eyelashes or not, unless you know, of course, you've got these real long ones. Things that we focus on are really for other women. And men will say that all the time. They're focused on that because women dress for other women. They're not dressing for men. Men say, I like you when you have on some sweats, some flip-flops, you got a cap turned backwards on your head. Mm-hmm. They really attract to that. And I know my girls will spend an hour on their makeup, on their faces and doing all this stuff. I'm like, what are y'all doing? Hour getting their face laid, beat, whatever. I don't even know the new terminology for it. And then, you know, they spend all this time just to look a certain way, to go out and other women to either validate them or invalidate them. Yes. And women do this all the time. Mm-hmm. So do you think that this is the reason because women are in competition with each other and that that is the mindset kind of globally? That is why women blame women when their man leaves them or cheats on them or do you think it's because of the competition. And so the woman is mad at another woman and she going to go and talk to her and go beat her. 
fight her because that was my man and you took my man or my mm-hmm. man looked at you and you were trying. What is that all about? You know what? I'm reminded of the song. Was it Betty Wright song that Barbara, this is Shirley. Yes. And <laughs> <laughs> that is what I'm reminded of. Yeah. And that, that song goes back to what? The seventies maybe? It does. Yes. And that song is the epitome of what we're talking about. Mm-hmm. Two women fighting over a man. A man. And clearly, if both of y'all think he's yours, then y'all need to be looking at him. He got he got the problem. <laughs> yes. That's him. Mm-hmm. But again, it's the competition. It's the competition. Yeah. That, you know what? I'm going to get him. He really loves me. Right. He might be just over there talking, right. but yeah. I'm the one he loves. Right. And why we get mad at the other woman, that is beyond me. Because it's like that woman, whether she knew about you or not, you you shouldn't be mad at her. You should be mad at him. You have misplaced anger. (laughs) Absolutely. Well, now the only time that I think it's justified that you're going to feel some type of way if it was a friend of yours and they knew that, you know, then obviously... Yeah, and it's yeah. like they knew you were in a relationship and a lot of drama could come out of those type yeah, of situations. Yeah. But otherwise, it's like, well, he's lying to you just like he's lying to me. Why are we not mad at him? Right. Exactly. Why are we not uniting? Yes. And this yes. is what this is about. Women uniting. The loyalty that men have to each other and they don't even know each other. They have a man code. They don't tell. They don't get involved. Oh, that ain't my business. Now, they don't have to know. Now, of course, if it's their buddies or their homies or whatever, they're going to protect. But they protect men anyway. Women, we don't protect each other. We don't come together. We don't have loyalty. We are going to stab another woman in the back again because of the competition, the insecurity, the feeling like, I don't know if it's a feeling like, well, I just don't want to be without. I will hold on to my man. When we talk about uniting, Tam, let's talk about some ways that we feel like that would be key for women to start doing. Now, you asked the question, do I think this is a change in our lifetime? No, (laughs) I don't. But I do believe we can begin to have the conversation about it because it's so important that women need to start coming together. I try to do my best. You said it starts at home. I try to do my best to raise my girls not to be in competition with each other, nor anybody else, because who is for you is for you. And if that, like you said, if that man chooses you and he loves you and likes you, he's going to be dedicated to you. If he's not, he got his own issues and something else, but you don't need to fight a girl over it. So my right. girls don't fight each other. They compliment each other all the time. It's like, you're so pretty today. Oh no, I wish I was pretty. Like, you know, they do all of that. Mm-hmm. Um, So there's no infighting. So I try to do what I can in my home. But what as women do you think that we can do to start the uniting process, to start changing this game and out here in dating so that we're not, look, I just want everybody to get along. (laughs) What do you think (laughs) we can start doing? I think the first step is that women have to work on themselves. 
I don't think, you know, we can bring them together and have conversations or, or you know. Group therapy. <laughs> group therapy, exactly. But I, I think it starts, you know, with themselves. They have to get themselves to a point where they're, they're even wanting to have these conversations. And first, even before that, they have to recognize that there is even a problem. Mm, okay. So you can't even get to solution until they recognize that there is even a problem. And they either have to recognize for themselves or have some help in recognizing because we have this scarcity mentality. Yes. We have this mentality that if, you know, in order to get something, I have to give up or I can't have this and she have this. So Mm -hmm. I need to fight her so that I can get this for myself. Right. We have to get past that, that scarcity aspect of living and breathing. Yes. Once we can do that, then I think we can come together while you don't necessarily need affirmation, but I think when you offer that affirmation to another woman, when you affirm her, when you speak positives to Mm -hmm. her, you will get that in return. I'm a firm believer that like begets like. So what you put out into the universe you will get that in return. And so we have to have that faction of women that are willing to be the first, that are willing to say, you know what, today I am going to, you know, compliment every woman whom path I cross. Mm. Mm. And it's so funny. I was, the other day I was noticing a, a particular girlfriend that I haven't seen on Facebook lately. Mm-hmm. And and I'll admit, I, I went to her profile because I'm like, OK, let me make sure I didn't miss, you know, something critical in her yeah. life. In the same breath, I said, you know what, I'm going to reach out to her and I'm going to you know, make sure that I let her know that I'm not prying. I'm just checking on you because I've missed you. Mm-hmm. And I think if more women took care of each other like that and did it in such a way where you're not prying. Because, you know, we get nosy. Yes. And then people say the only reason she reaching out is because she want to know, you what's know, going what's yeah. going on. And so I, I was intentional in my thought of, OK, when I reach out to her, because I don't want her to think that. So mm-hmm. I'm going to be very intentional to say, sis, I, I don't I'm not asking you what's going on in your life. All I'm asking you is, are you OK? Mm-hmm. And is there anything that I can do? And that's it. I, I was thinking about you. I missed you, you know, on social. And I'm, you know, just genuinely reaching out. And mm-hmm. I think if we took care of each other more from that perspective, you know, it'll it it'll hopefully spread. And that where we get more of that than the negativity mm-hmm. that we tend to get. And don't go ask somebody else about somebody. Yes. Because in that same, you know, that same example where I just gave, I probably could, because I know friends, you know, we have some mutual friends. Right. So I could probably reach out to these other women and say, hey, I haven't seen so-and-so on social. Have you seen her? Right. That's going to start some mess. Right. Because they're going to like, well, Tam asking, and you know, she's trying to get all up in your business. Mm-hmm. Mm-mm, no, let's, let's nip this in the bud. So as women, we need to go to the source. Okay. Stop, you know, Good. trying to talk to other women about other women or find out information about another woman, you know, from another woman. 
because even though you might be good or, you know, be um, have some positive intent, mm-hmm. that other woman, she might take your positive intent and completely twist it and make it something other than what you were really trying to do. Right. That's some good stuff. So, and I'm going to go back over them. I'm going to add to that because I believe that as women, and I'm just going to kind of piggyback on what you were saying, in order for us to get together and unite, we do have to, we have to love who we are. So like you said, I love when you said whatever's going on with you and what you're doing physically, whatever, it's not my concern. And if we could just focus on who we are, whose we are, and what why we're here. Yeah. Because I do believe that a lot of women get all, all lost because you really don't understand your purpose and why you're here. And it gives you all this time and energy to just be focusing on other people's business. When you know what your mission and purpose is in life, it's going to keep you focused. So you don't have all the time for all the cattiness, all the extra stuff. You're not even going to have a whole lot of time to be spending two hours on your face. Right. It's for another reason, another purpose. I believe when we can get to that point, I love when you said the scarcity mentality, I believe And I wrote about this in the book, The Power of Attraction, Getting the Man You Need, Not Want. As long as you believe there are not enough men out there for us all, then you are, it's always going to put you in a competition mindset because somehow you're feeling like you're an underdog and you feel like, well, it's not enough of them. So let me just grab who's ever, whatever. (laughs) And so it makes you, it makes you feel like that other women are your rival and you're there, your enemy. Yes. Instead of that, we're all here together. And the person that's going to pick me is going to be mine. Now, both of you and I have been married before. So we know we have been chosen in a way that they said, hey, I want to spend the rest of my life with you. And you are the person for me. We know that that is possible. And that's what happens. And when that man is focused on you, he is focused on you. Um, So that should help other women to understand and to know that, yeah, my sister, I'm here for you. I'm going to be happy if the man picks you because he's the one for you. The other thing I think that I want to add to that is that I believe that women, we need to learn how to get together. We need to learn how to have a code like men. What I mean by that, the loyalty that I think that women should have for each other, women Listen, Tim, I'm that person that want to talk to. I believe in communication. So out here in this dating world, I've had experience where somebody that I was dating, they were dating some other people. And you find out this and I go and talk to the woman to have a conversation, not to to be mad or to fight. But to have a conversation and to say, okay, because you hear a lot of stuff. Is this true? Is this what? Let's talk. And you know what's interesting? The women are nasty. Oh, the yeah. Women are not, they're not. Um, now, what's really funny is I guess if you think that this person is yours, but these people, I knew that they knew we were dating. And I kind of knew them. So I could go and ask the question and say, hey, what's going on? not in any kind of way. Of course, I'm trying to find out more about him so that we both need to throw him under the bus, actually, 
This is not a, you know, I want to fight you. It's, or I don't want to fight anybody. I, I don't fight. I'm a lover, not a fighter. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> that part. Look, I'm too cute to get this face crushed. Uh, I'm not getting ready to fight nobody. And I, I ain't taking off my cute earrings either. Okay, so okay. at the end of the day. Um, but what happened was that these women, in one instance, it, it, it proved to be positive. And we're still friends, actually. It's funny. <laughs> but the other women, oh, it's this, all this negative energy and all the stuff. And I'm just going, OMG, this is, I'm trying to have a sister to sister conversation with you. And I think a lot of times that's missing. And women, it's this, it, it seems like it's hatred. It gets almost to the point of hatred to other women. And it makes me so sad because I think this is not how it's supposed to be. And if we could come together as women and we could say, yes, you know, my experience was this, this, this girl. If you want to try and go right ahead, you know, our season is done, whatever that may look like. But we can't have conversations. Women don't get together. We don't unite. We don't say, girl, I watch it. You need to be careful because blah, blah, blah. Because then a woman think, well, that's not going to happen to me because you know what? I'm not like you. And girl, I got all this going on. And he, it's still that whole competition thing. And so I believe that if we could get together and unite and have those civil sister conversations, I believe it, it can change how this dating, how these men that are playing the games. Now, men that are listening, I know all y'all not playing games, so don't get mad at Dr. G. Everybody is not out there playing games, but there's enough of you people out there, and I want to say knuckleheads that are playing games. <laughs> so this applies to you. The knuckleheads, tell me, they're not listening. <laughs> they're not yeah, listening no, they're, they're not listening to the podcast. No, no, they're not listening to the podcast. No. But it's enough that women can stop the game playing that men are doing if they knew that we had loyalty and that we have this bond as well. They know how to get on in there and a woman will cut you in a minute to be with her man. Yeah. Like, Girl, when he gone, you're going to need me. Mm-hmm. And I, I think the, the unfortunate part is that there, there is, you know, some women who thrive on the cattiness. Yes. They thrive on the competition. They thrive, you know, they get dressed every morning because, you know, they about to kill them. You know, they they got to show up and and be, you know, beat to the gods because, you know, that's what they thrive on. They thrive on that attention and being in the spotlight, if you will, um, and feeling as though she she is better than yes. the other women in the room, that she looks better, that she carries herself better, what, whatever the better is, she, she thrives on that. And I, w- I want to say to women out there, if any of this is resonating with you, and you know, I'm all for being cute. I believe you should be as cute as you can be when you leave out. But when you put more attention on the outside than you do on the inside, there's something wrong. And I'm going to tell you, I want you to look around. And I had a friend do this, a couple of friends do this. Go on social media. Look at all the couples that are married. Just see them. Just look at all the couples that are married. They're average people, average looking people. It's not people that have all of this extra stuff going on. Not that a man is not going to be attracted to your look because they are uh, visual and all of that. But at the end of the day, 
so many of them, and I've talked to hundreds of men, they will tell you when all the makeup is off and when everything is, that's who they're looking for, that real person, the authentic woman who you are. So all the moles that you're trying to cover up, all the whatever, look, I'm saying that because I, I saw some spots coming on my face, Tim. Happened. <laughs> <laughs> all the moles that you're trying to cover up. Right. They don't, that doesn't matter to them. When they want you and they're looking for a wife, there's so much of what's on the inside is what they're looking for that's gonna last. These men know that beauty fades, that the looks as we they're getting older too. So I don't care what they're telling you. Look, they don't look like they used to look. <laughs> we are <laughs> absolutely not. We all are getting older. Yes. We all have an extra wrinkle or two or whatever else is going on because that's just the aging process. At the end of the day, that's not what makes the woman. That's not what makes you. I, you know what? I can't say that enough. I want you to take a look at all the couples and see these people have found love. They didn't fall in love with that because they're just average looking people. Go to a church and see all the people that are married. Go to the football game, to a concert and just look at the couples and they're just couples. They're just people. It's nobody, uh, I guess, how the women want to be perceived and I got to look a certain way and you want your man to look a certain way. You got to get past some of that stuff and let's get to the inside of a person. <sighs> okay, Tim, we could go on. You see this right. it is juicy. You're right. Uh, I want to ask you, do you have any last minute thoughts on how we can, as you, as let me ask you in this way, your mission is bringing women together and inspiring and edifying and your corporate girl rising your network of women and women please join that to be inspired um i need to come i've missed the last few meetings i need to come back too (laughs) but in what you're doing is there something that you see that women can do again in particular i know you've given us to recognize there's a problem to work on themselves take care of each other and go to the source. Is there any last words that you want to give to the women that will help us as we unite to change the dating game? The one thing that I can think of, and I and I'm, guess I'm thinking of, of this for myself, is just modeling the behavior. Mm. And so, you know, it, it, me and you both, actually, so, you know, we, we both, this is something that we both want. And so I think we would should then model that behavior. And so when we go to other women, you know, what we want to see, we should put it out there because okay. women are watching. Yes. You know, um, so even at like the, the, the brilliance and beauty events that I did back in 2019 yeah. before yeah. the pandemic hit, having all those women in that room together, I took it as a responsibility to stand before them and to show them that I support them. Mm-hmm. And I want them to see that, to see that in me supporting them, that doesn't take anything away from me. Right. right and I'm right. I'm hoping that they're looking at that and taking that on for themselves to yes. say, okay, well, you know what? She support me. Let me support, you know, sisters sitting next to me. Let me support the ladies that are out in the lobby that had their products for sale. 
Yes. Um, you know, it even goes to, to that extent. And so I think for those of us who know better, we should model, you know, what it is that we hope to see. And at times we have to hold each other accountable. Okay, um, yeah. So there are, but you have to, you just have to be careful with that. Because mm-hmm. like I said, there are some women who thrive off of that cattiness. Yes. And so if you try to hold that woman accountable, you're going to be met with some resistance. You're going to be yes. met with some choice words. So you just have to be careful, you know, who you choose to hold accountable. Um, but I think, you know, we should not be afraid of holding each other accountable for fear that that woman is not going to be receptive of it. Mm-hmm. Know your audience. I'll put it yes. that way. So if you're going to hold somebody accountable, just know your audience. But I, it's, it's those two things that I would add is just, you know, model the behavior that you want to see and then hold each other accountable. And, you know, I love that model the behavior. And I think I do a great job of, you know, modeling to women. I know I've been in a different mind space. Look, I ain't trying to get nobody's man. <laughs> The word God has for me, he's going to bring them to me. He's going to bring to me. And when that time comes, then I'm going to be ready. And so in the meantime, I'm just out here enjoying. So you do have to be very, I would say the intentionality. You have to be so intentional about your behavior. And so I like that when you say model, because we are held to a higher standard when God has called you to do something. And we do have people around us that are looking at us. And I don't take this platform lightly in any way. So everything that I put out there and we talk a lot and we laugh a lot and we have a lot of fun, but all of these words are meant to help people and change their life for the better. And so I would definitely say uh, to be intentional about your, your behavior to be intentional about making changes that you see need to be changed in your life. And if we could be intentional as women to make sure that we are edifying and uplifting. And like you said, and I'm going to do this tomorrow because I'm going to a lot of places. So I'm going to tell all of my sisters how beautiful they are. And, you know, not just to be saying it, if they, if they, what they have on that day is not cute, I'm not going to tell them. (laughs) Just saying, I'm saying that, you know, to really edify and to say, you look so pretty. I just had to tell mm-hmm. you. And I, I try to do that, but to be more intentional about it and to model the behavior on, you know, if I see two women, it's like, sisters, we don't, we don't have to do that. It's okay. We, we're, we're all good. We're all, you know, trying to get to the same goal in life and just have a good life. So I, I really like this. I mean, Girl, I really wish we could go on and on because there's so many other things that I want to say to the women. Women, I love this. These are two women dedicated to helping women and we helping you right. today. We helping you today. Um, I do want to say that as we are closing, that there is a healthy balance uh, because I don't want to make everything that's out there with competition seem like it's bad because I've been in competitions of trying to, you're in competition all the time. You're trying to get a new job. You're trying to get, we we know that competition can be healthy. And if you don't have competition, there could be a monopoly in business-wise. So we all know that there's a healthy balance. So I don't want to 
make it seem like that all competition is bad. But what we're saying here is that when you look at another woman, that she's your competitor for it, particularly in the dating game, then that's when it becomes that somebody loses and somebody wins and somebody gained the man. He wasn't the man for you. I, we're going to keep saying that whoever is for you is for you. What is for you is for you. That man is not going to be for somebody else. For, he's for that person. And so I, I do want to make sure that we definitely want to have keep that in balance. And my goodness gracious, I'm just telling you, Tam, I thank you so much again for joining yes. us. We always have so much great conversations. The first time we did it by ourselves and right. we didn't have a man because we didn't need one today. Women power go. <laughs> yes, we got it done. <laughs> And my challenge for you, listen, I decided I'm not going to do a crazy dating story because I just think the energy and the flow of this, I don't want to mix it up because I'm wanting to challenge the women. The challenge is to think, really, really think on what we said and the things that we said that can help us to unite, recognize there's a problem, work on yourself, take care of each other, go to the source. Let's start getting together and talking and communicating and and having that sense of loyalty and bond with each other. And so I want to challenge you for this particular session, the things that you have heard and what you said, I want you to send me an email, send an email to info at drgladney.com and just give us your thoughts. If you have something else that you want to add that can help us to unite together that we can change the dating game, send us an email. Say, Dr. G, you know what? That really hit home. And as a woman, I want to unite as well. So I'm putting I'm putting my vote in and I'm going to be one of those women that are going to start being intentional and holding other women accountable so that we, uh, listen, we could take over this dating game. This man don't have to run nothing. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I had to add that in there. All right. All right. Everybody, thank you for joining us again. This has been wonderful. Again, if you need help, please go to drgladney.com, purchase the book, Power of Attraction, get any man you need, not want, and join us in the Facebook group, Single Life for Dr. G, Dating Over 40. Tam, you got one last word for us, girl? No, hey, just go out there and be great, ladies. I mean, we gotta we gotta get this thing together. I'm I'm optimistic yes, that we I, can we can get this together. I am too, girl. Thank you, thank you, thank you so much. Everybody, thank you for joining us. And until the next time, have an amazing day. This is Single Life with Dr. G. Dating over 40.